Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. Swine Health Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like United Animal Health, scientifically better. Learn more at unitedanh.com. Get your full value from start to finish with Ilanco. At JBI, we apply biosecurity innovation and expertise to keep your operations safe. Elbiotics, the postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs. Beringer Ingelheim, through innovative solutions, cutting-edge research, and world-class experts, Beringer Ingelheim helps producers operate with complete confidence. Learn more at swineresource.com. My name is Dr. Clayton Johnson, your host for today's episode. Last week, we were fortunate to have Dr. Uh, J.Q. Young come join us on our podcast and deliver part one of our discussion on PERS virus isolation. In part one, Dr. J.Q. helped us to understand the difference in virus isolation success rate between Mark 45 cell lines as well as uh, pulmonary alveolar macrophages and ZMAX cell lines. We're going to move into part two of the discussion today, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, how often we may find unexpected viruses in virus isolation from clinical samples. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming Dr. JQ to talk to us about part two in our episode of PERS Virus Isolation. The second project related to PERS-VI is um, about the uh, PERS-VI testing uh, strategy. I wanted to uh, elaborate a little bit. You know, I can tell you that uh, in almost all of the labs, when they confirm or when they perform the PERS-VI, you know, they inoculate samples into the cell line. If they observe the cytopathic effect, this is a very technical term. So anyhow, if there's any change in the cells, um, they will also do the fluorescence staining using PERS-specific antibody to confirm that. Once they confirm it, PERS-VI is done. They just report positive. However, we do not know if the isolated virus is truly have the match sequencing compared to the PERS present in original samples. You know, nobody has really compared that. So for our second project, we analyzed over 1,000 clinical samples and their corresponding uh, isolated obtained in ZMAX cells and Mark 45 cells. We just wanted to see, you know, if this uh, of 5 sequences from isolate, from Samples are matching or not. Um, the findings are interesting. You know, about the ninety-eight point six percent of the cases, uh, the isolate obtained in Mark forty-five cells and ZMAX cells have the matching of five sequences compared to the virus present in original samples. However, we have uh, roughly one point four percent of the cases, the isolate obtained in Mark 45 cells have the non-matching sequences compared to the virus present in the clinical samples. However, for those 1.4% of cases, the ZMAC isolate have matching sequences compared to the virus in the clinical samples. So this is kind of interesting. So we further did some investigation. We run the vaccine-specific PCR. We did the NGS on those clinical samples and isolate. We find out that for those 1.4% of cases, 
Actually, the clinical samples、uh, include more than one pulse strain, type two pulse strain. In those samples, the most of those、uh, actually have the water type virus is the predominant virus. That's why when you do the OF5 sequencing by center sequencing. Uh, in the clinical samples, you recovered the water type virus,、uh, but there's still the minor strain. It's a BIMV vaccine-like virus there. We discovered that by vaccines by CPC and NGS. But the routine OF5 sequencing won't detect that, misses that, you know. And then when you do the VI in cell lines,、um, we believe that this BIMV vaccine-like virus is.、Um, Are well cell culture adapted in microbiota five cells. Even if the concentration is low, is a minor strain. Since it's a group better than the water type virus, it's possible that you just isolate the vaccine virus in microbiota five cells during the VI. Of course, I said this is a very small percentage of the cases, the one point four percentage. But you know, it still could be, um. I mean, the consequence could be big. For example, Clayton, if you submit one sample for PROSVI, then you ask us to forward the isolate for alternative vaccine production. If we did not sequence it to confirm the isolate identity, it's turned out that we forward our vaccine virus for alternative vaccine production that won't work on your farm with an water type virus. So that is the basically. Uh, we have been starting to routinely sequencing post isolate in our lab, and then compare the O4 five sequence with the clinical samples. I believe our lab is the only lab in the U.S. have been doing that. You know, but that is、uh, based on the what we learned from the research findings. So that is mainly the you know several messages that I like to share with you and the audience about the post VI. Thank you. Well. Thank you very much, JQ.、Um, you guys have done a lot of work there.、Uh, one of the obvious questions that comes up for me is: you mentioned that lineage five viruses are are a bit unique in that they like to grow on the mark cell line,、um, and maybe they don't show the、uh, the value of looking at ZMAC or PAM cells because you can grow those lineage five viruses on the mark cell line pretty reliably. Uh, the uh, there, there's one specific MLV that comes from lineage five and was very adapted to those cell lines and tends to grow there. And I would guess that almost all of the lineage five viruses floating around right now that you're seeing at the diagnostic lab come from that one specific vaccine strain. But there's other MLV vaccine strains that、um, are from different lineages.、Um, so can we use some of that、uh, JQ with time to help differentiate? Is it just that being an MLV makes it more likely that you're going to grow on the mark cell line, or is it being lineage five? Which characteristic is more important? You know what I'm saying? Yes, but it's not that simple, Clayton. You know, we have other you know MLV vaccine viruses for purposes like you know the prevalent from Milanco, Foster from Zoetis,、uh, ATP from BI, and also the Prime Pack from Merck. You know. The first guard from、uh, FarmGate. We have a number of other MLV vaccine viruses.、Uh, when we put those uh, uh, the other you know five vaccines、um, into the two cell lines,、uh, actually they could grow you know in those microbiota five and ZMAX cells. And sometimes、uh, they may grow a little bit in ZMAX cells. 
However, if we just uh, select the uh, clinical samples uh, from the lineage 1 and lineage 8, so those lineage 1 and lineage 8 virus, I mean, talk about the clinical samples, you know. So they actually, the VI success rate are much higher in ZMAX cells compared to MAC-45 cells. So you, you, you know what I mean? Because the clinical samples are lineage 1, lineage 8, the, lots of those are one type of viruses. This is uh, providing the lineage 1, but it's vaccine virus. If we purchase those vaccine viruses directly from the manufacturer, we put into two cell line. They grew in both cell line. But for clinical samples, uh, what type of virus in lineage 1, lineage 8 could be a little different. They generally grew better in the max cells. Through continuous innovation, trusted solutions, and accountable insights, the Lonco is invested in helping you achieve the full value of every decision. Their portfolio offers solutions to manage disease challenges, minimize variation, and mitigate mortality to optimize pig health. Well, thank you, uh, JQ, for coming on to the uh, the podcast here. It's a tremendous amount of information, and you and your team at Iowa State do, a, do excellent work. And on behalf of the industry, I want to say thank you for all the time and effort you've put into to helping educate us about PERS through the years. I know at times it probably feels like we, we aren't making tons of progress, but I can assure you that we would be in a much worse place uh, without the support of you and your team at Iowa State. So thank you for everything you do there. Yeah, thank you, Clayton. It's uh, my pleasure to have a conversation with you today. To our audience, thank you very much for listening to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure for me to get to chat with JQ today. Um, if you haven't been to our website at swinehealthblackbelt.com, please do go visit us. Um, you'll see uh, our back catalog of, of episodes we've already done, and we're always looking for new content. So if you're interested in, uh, in, in being a part of the show, don't hesitate to reach out to myself or, again, go visit us at swinehealthblackbelt.com. For Dr. Jianchung Young... I am Dr. Clayton Johnson. Thank you very much for being with us today, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. See you next week. Hey, everyone. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine health-related research trial and would like to come on the show to talk about it with me and share it with our audience, feel free to send an email to healthblackbelt at swineit.com, and we would love to take a look at your research.